Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. What if you knew exactly how to use cold email, LinkedIn, the phone, and other sales channels to get new meetings and customers for your B2B product or service? Morgan Williams is an enterprise sales rep that's obsessed with cold outreach. If you're sick and tired of fluff, theory, and general advice on how to sell to cold prospects from people who haven't sold anything in the past 20 years and instead want detailed, tactical, step-by-step instruction, this is the podcast for you. Each week, he'll interview salespeople, consultants, and entrepreneurs about actual outbound sales campaigns they've run with real numbers and results. Each conversation will be a deep dive into deconstructing a specific campaign's results, as well as the strategy behind it. You'll get the opportunity to peek behind the curtain and see what's actually working now in cold outreach. Welcome to Outbound Metrics. Mohit Astana is the co-founder of SocialCycle.io, a social sales enablement tool that helps coaches find new business on social media. Mohit, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Are you ready to dive in? Let's do it. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. How does SocialCycle get results for its customers? Of course. So SocialCycle is a social sales enablement tool. We basically help anyone who uses uh, social media Specifically, we're going with like LinkedIn and Twitter initially, and then we're expanding to Facebook and Instagram. So we help you find leads like your ICP, ideal customer persona. And then we help you establish a series of touch points so that the goal is to earn a DM back, whether your call to action is going on a call or having them be a channel partner or networking or recruiting the tools to sort of give you like a like a process for how to interact with something and get a response. Okay. Awesome. How does how does this tool separate itself from other from other kind of social media outreach tools? Sure. I haven't really seen that many social media outreach tools. I mean most of the st- like the most similar thing that I can see is outreach.io, salesloft, mm-hmm. reply.io. These are all sales enablement tools that have a series of touch points using calls and emails and just a little bit of LinkedIn or purely uh, focused on social media. Okay, awesome. And who is the ideal customer for someone on social cycle or someone to get value out of social cycle? Are there any specific categories of people or? If you're like a social media coach or like you're a business coach, you sell some sort of product or service and you use LinkedIn to find your customers that's generally who I would say is like the ideal fit for social cycle. Gotcha. Awesome. So let's talk about what makes outreach on social media difficult or I think let's start there. Sure. So, I mean, so like just to, to give you some background, Morgan, I am also a, like I, I work as an account executive for a publicly traded uh, technology firm. So, I mean, I spend a lot of my time on LinkedIn, whether it's for social cycle, whether it's for my 
company or for my employer, what I see a lot of people do is they'll just try and connect and pitch. Initially, they'll just send me a DM saying, hey, Mohit, I saw that you were XYZ. Would you be interested in like doing this, this, and this? Like my product is this, this, this. It's not exactly tailored to me and it seems like it's very spammy. Generic. Mm-hmm. It adds no value whatsoever. Okay. And I guess starting starting there, like most of the stuff is just connect and pitch, sending out your information or your value prop. What makes social outreach more effective? Well, I mean, the whole, like if you've paid attention to any sort of like B2B trends for sales, previously it used to be like you used to door knock and then no soliciting signs came into effect. And cold calling and cold email happened. They still work, obviously, given like a certain context. But I mean, with the rise of like, you know, how like on your iPhone, you can screen calls that you don't know where it's from. And then they immediately go to voicemail or cold email. Like ultimately your inbox is filtered. If you use Gmail, it's all by by Google. And then if you don't warm up your domain, for example, you might have a higher chance of going to spam. Social outreach is a little bit different because if you go on Twitter, if you go on Instagram, you have access to everybody in the world that you could ever want. And the most important part about that is that since you have access, you only have one shot to make a a first impression. So you might as well make it right. Mm -hmm. And how do you do that? What what is your process for doing that? Great question. Great question. So for example, say I'm on Twitter for for argument's sake. I um. What I like to do is I'll generally like if I see someone's tweet on my timeline and that really resonates with me and I think to myself, hey, I really want to get to know this person, then what I will often do is I'll like that person's tweet. I'll go and follow them. Um, Like I'll follow them. And then as I keep tweeting, I'll just kind of favorite. Maybe I'll like reply. Maybe I'll favorite again. And you do this for a couple of times and then finally they start to notice you. And if you wanted to DM them, they know who you are. So I would say that that's a very successful cadence for how to get noticed on social media. Gotcha. So you're engaging with them. They are responding in some way. And then you're sending Mm -hmm. a DM. Yeah. And then the same can be said for LinkedIn as well. So if you're like a B2B SaaS company, for example, and you're trying to get with like in touch with someone from like a large company, say you're selling enterprise software, then... I would recommend to like identify the decision makers, see if they actually post content on LinkedIn and actually comment and leave like a thoughtful comment. And as long as you actually are genuine in your outreach and you're, you're curious, then you can connect and, and your message could say, hey, I really like your post on X, Y, and Z topic. Curious, what are your thoughts on something relevant to that thread or whatever? Mm-hmm. Are you are you building a list of people that you want to reach out to, like on LinkedIn, for for instance, or are you kind of scanning for certain keywords, people mentioning stuff? How do you target people? It's a mixture of both. So within Social Cycle itself, we have a Chrome extension which allows you to like actually add people directly from LinkedIn. But I also like to do a a like a just like a search. So for example, if I wanted to target people with social selling. Then I would type in social selling. I have sales nav, so that might skew things. But even so, just in the search bar, you type in social selling, you go over to content or post, I think. And then you just see what people are, are writing. And then you 
add them to a list mm-hmm. within SocialCycle itself. But if you're doing it from like a poll.io, you could do the same thing. Got you. So you're finding people who are showing signals of being in market, right? And adding them to some sort of list so that you can continually follow up with them by engaging with their content. Exactly. And in- engagement is the name of the game, in my opinion. Okay. So you're engaging with them. They're responding. When is the right time to send a DM? And how are you shifting things to a sales conversation? Or how are you constructing that DM? Obviously, it has to be relevant to who they are and what their challenges are. I mean, not every conversation has to be a sales conversation, but it's more be innately curious about who they are, what they do, what are some of their challenges. And then if your solution happens to be a fit for whatever problems they tell you about, then the next step is to hop on a quick call. But to, I guess, like, were you asking what makes like a good DM? Right. Break the ice, sort of. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has to be relevant to your to like their topic of conversation, whether it's a LinkedIn thread or a Twitter thread, for example. On if I'm trying to invite people to my podcast, right? Then basically, I could find someone who I really want to interview. Do the whole cadence thing of like I respond to them on Twitter, I follow them, favorite a couple tweets, respond a couple times space these out, obviously, and then send them a DM saying, hey, I really love your content. wanted to just say hi. Normally, they'll just say, hey, it's nice to meet you. And then send maybe like one to three and then go for your call to action. You said one sending one to three, like DMs back and forth? Yeah, like right. like make it like, like a conversation. conversation. Exactly. Right. Build right. rapport. Got you. What's, what's the call to action you use? It depends for what, what I'm trying to accomplish. If I'm trying to accomplish someone hopping on the podcast, then it's pretty self-explanatory. People love to hear themselves talk. They wouldn't be, it's a very like unoffensive ask. If they're hopping on a sales conversation, just be like, hey, I think that like the problems that you're facing right now, I think that our solution can help. And then you would either use some sort of social proof or you would use like a customer story, something like that, where they're not like a guinea pig, for example. Mm-hmm. You're showing them something to draw them in. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, you have to establish value, as Gary Vee always says. Jab, mm-hmm. jab, jab, then go for the right hook. Okay. Establishing value. I'd like to dig into that a little bit. Of course. It gets thrown around a lot, of course, establishing value. And like, what are some ways that you've done that before? I know you mentioned customer story. I'm just curious of interesting ways that you've seen people do that, or that you've done that. It could be, I mean, like there's a stereotypical, hey, like send them a piece of content, whether it's like a podcast, a a news article. It has to, like when I say establishing value, like they have to know that this your outreach was personalized. You're reaching to them. Like I think it's either John Barrows or Josh Braun. They're, They're two sales coaches and they have a framework of why you and why now when, when you're reaching out to someone. So you have to make it personalized of like, hey, why you? And then why now? So for example, if I'm trying to reach out for my day job, if I'm trying to reach out to like a VP of marketing and I saw that they just recently had like some marketing initiative in like their 10K. And if for those of you that don't know, a 10K is, is it's a form from a publicly traded company that talks about a company's initiatives or balance sheet, what their current status looks like, where they're really spending money or where they're really focusing their next couple efforts on for the next quarter. 
try to glean from that and then mm-hmm. mention that in your outreach, but make gotcha. it really tailored to them. Don't make mm-hmm. it generic. How do you organize this process to be time at, like to be efficient with your time? I mean, I like to go a mile deep or an inch wide and a mile deep. Mm-hmm. So I like to have like maybe like 50 people that I really want to get to know and mm-hmm. or start a conversation with and then just Google them individually. Alternatively, if you have like a, if you could, if you have a lot more people that sort of face the same problems, like they're all the same buyer persona, then you can sort of customize it to like the problems that they're facing in the industry or like a common problem that these people have. So if I'm targeting like, I mean, so in in my day job, I target customer success people. So I'm like, hey, like a lot of people face churn uh, issues. And one thing that they've been doing is like combating it through like 30, 60, 90 day um, surveys right before renewals. So just add ways of insights. Does that help? Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. So let's talk about what you've done in your day job using this uh, approach or like a specific example or maybe something that comes to mind of, when you, I don't know if you'd call it a campaign, but something you've run before or have, when you've done this before and like, can you speak to just kind of walk people through your process given that context? For sure. So I was trying to get a meeting with someone f- like a, either a marketing manager or a marketing VP for one of like the, the meditation apps. Mm-hmm. And I had mentioned, and I was reaching out to marketing and customer success as well. I had noticed that like, look, like a lot of people, they face churn, especially in their B2B division, and it costs them a lot of money. So I'm pulling from the experiences of other like customer success and marketing people, um, and they're unable to get like real-time customer feedback. So my solution is a customer feedback so- solution specifically for Salesforce. I said, hey, to reduce churn, you have to understand and listen to your customers. And that's not good enough. You have to understand why they're frustrated. I sent this in an email and then I ended up getting a, or I sent them an email. I called them. They ended up just saying, hey, like now is not a good time. And then I texted them, which was fairly um, unorthodox, but it ended up getting me the meeting. They ended up, they, they ended up being customers and it was featured in our Q3 and Q4 reports so that was pretty cool okay so you you did a combination of calling emailing and texting this these people they were all at the same company at this meditation app company yeah yeah like so i i like to go for multiple stakeholders within one company granted you can't be annoying you have to be courteous of their time and you might risk pissing them off otherwise sure you got to push it sometimes, right? You do. But I mean, you also have to keep in mind like who your buyer persona is and what sort of challenges they have. Mm-hmm. Because if you have a lead pool of like 5,000 accounts, then you might be able to like be a little looser and be a little bit more spray and pray versus if you have maybe like 100 accounts, then you have to be highly tailored. And if you mess up one of them, well... That's five percent for for uh, your lead pool. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so your solution is customer feedback from Salesforce. This is solving a pain point from them or for them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Getting this feedback from their customers. And I assume just getting it into pulling it out of pulling it out of this mass of data that's flying around Salesforce is this, right? It, it, it pulls information out of Salesforce and brings you that feedback? Kind of. So if you send a survey out, for example, then it'll sync it with Salesforce and it'll sync it with like your CRM and like your other Eloqua and all of that. So it basically helps unsilo that data. That's that's the value that my day job provides or my, gotcha. my, my current employer. So like visibility, it gives visibility to the whole org on customer feedback. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. So this this call, email, and text, what sorts of things did you say to them in this? How did you influence them to get on a call? And like who actually joined the call? Originally, it was a, like for one of the meditation apps, it was it was a marketing, some marketing manager. I forget it was, if it was like marketing automation or like just like a regular marketing manager. But then he, we had a quick like 30 or 20 minute call just to discovery to see if it was worth having a second conversation. He really enjoyed it. And then he brought in his boss, who's a VP of, of customer success as well. Mm-hmm. And it, jived with their goals and we ended up signing like a, a, a contract a couple of weeks later. Okay. Before that call, what what like what like really hooked them to get on the phone? Yeah. It was right place, right time. And with customer success, especially like they had a burgeoning B2B side. For B2C they were fairly established, but with B2B, they kind of lacked insight into like how, why their customers were churning and were looking for preventatives solutions for it. One way that I like to portray value of whatever solution you're you're facing is like they like before and after, whether it's like a customer testimonial or you ask your customer, hey, what is this current problem that you have? If rainbows and everything was to like be in a perfect world, what would your solution look like? And if your solution is on par with with what they had, then you could say, hey, actually, our solution might be a good fit. Here's how we can do. And then you can have a demo. This works for B2B. I'm not really sure how it works for B2C as I've never sold B2C. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Was, was there any differentiation in like the call, email, and text? Or was it kind of the same thing, just different mediums? Same message, different mediums? It's the same thing with different mediums. And that's actually like a very nice... I'm not gonna say it like it's like a hack, but it's sort of like repurposing content with the voicemails or like whenever I hop on a quick call, I basically wanted to recap what the email says. If you think about the standard day of an executive, they get inundated with so many cold emails or so mm-hmm. many cold calls. So you have to find a way to stick out. And generally, if you have the same consistent messaging, then they'll be likelier to remember you on top of like, keeping social touches as well. Were you doing social touches with them? Was it all here and there? Here and there. I mean, it really depends with this particular client. I wasn't, if I'm going to be honest, just because like there's so many people that I have to reach out to for my day job. Mm-hmm. Can you touch on like the email? What was like the like just break the... it down? Yeah. Gotcha. So I mean usually it'll be like, hey, my name is Mohit from X company. The reason why I was reaching out was because I noticed a lot of 
customer success managers have trouble recognizing when accounts are going to turn and it's very expensive for you to to have turn our solution helps other company or our solution helps customer success managers and vp of customer success not churn as many accounts and we save you time and we're able to actually grow your long-term revenue we've helped companies like x y and z is this something of interest to you question mark and then thanks mohit i found that in my introductory emails that it's better to have a call to action saying is this of relevance or is this of interest as opposed to giving like hey are you free to chat in like two or three days right getting them to engage in some exactly okay did they did you have to go back and forth with them a little bit or did they be like hey this is something we're actually looking into let's talk for this particular uh, instance it was like it was done via text and they were interested after i had kind of given them my pitch and then they said hey bad timing sent them the text and then they said oh actually i just talked to my boss and it's something of relevance sometimes if they ignore you on a cold call I like to send over a, an email just to recap whatever I said. Okay. Awesome. Is that like throughout your day? Are you doing that? No, I, I used to be doing it. Now I just got promoted to account executive. So I help close business as well. So okay. it's, through, it's through the entire sales funnel. Gotcha. So all your SDRs are generating or doing outbound to feed you guys. Pipeline. Feeding. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, hey, as an AE, you still got outbound as well. Sure. You still got a prospect. That's the most important part of the sales process, in my opinion. I would agree with that for sure. You got to find the deals, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that the best deals are honestly the ones that are self-sourced. Yeah, like through outbound. Yeah, yeah. Like the as an AE, you often know what customers are best fits for your current solution. So. If you can outbound to them and have certain pain points or have certain like case studies or customer testimonials, then it'll probably be a better fit long term when you're being more deliberate instead of spraying and praying. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Is there anything we didn't touch on that you feel like you want to add? I would say like don't be generic whenever you're reaching out because a lot of people the the issue that I I see with a lot of Outreach is that it's all me, me, me. You're like my company, my company, my company. No one cares about what your company does. It's all about, hey, what can you do for me? So factor that into your outreach, whether it's saying, hey, like whether it's people's understanding and empathizing with people's problems and having a solution that's relevant. Two is like that person themselves, like, did they get featured in a blog? Did they hop on a podcast? Did did they get some sort of award? Or did they launch a new product? Did that company launch a new product? Another one is like, have they mentioned anything in like their 10K or any like news report? Something like that. Always be looking for some sort of you know intent signal or some unique piece of information that you can use in your outreach to not be generic or to tailor it specifically to that individual or that company. Yeah, precisely. I mean, the the name of the game now has been or like I mean, it, like if they if you're so, if you're using Facebook or like LinkedIn or whatever to social sell like 
refer to a certain post that they made or refer to a comment that they made, especially if you're reaching out as using that post as a trigger, always reference that. So it doesn't look like you're just connecting with them for no random reason. Mm -hmm. How are you keeping track and following up with people? Or you just have like a spreadsheet? Do you have some social cycle? So when I'm using, when I'm on social media, social cycle is actually built for that specifically. That's how the product came to be. When I'm at work, though, I have a uh, tool called Outreach, mm-hmm. Outreach.io, which helps me keep track of like the outreach, and it'll automate phone or it'll automate emails. It'll tell me when in my cadence, like I have to make a phone call or whenever I have to connect with someone on LinkedIn or something like that. Awesome, man! Socialcycle.io, check it mm-hmm. out. Generate targeted leads on social media. Mohit, pleasure having you on. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate it. Awesome, man. You have a good one. Cool. You too. Yeah. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe and share it with a friend. Thanks for listening.